Welcome to Holy Cross Lutheran Church in Onaway, Michigan. I'm Pastor Trent Wahlberg, and you're listening to Preaching and the Word. The word for this fourth Sunday in Advent comes to us from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 1, verses 18 through 25. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother, Mary, had been betrothed to Joseph, before they had come together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband, Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet, Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. Being resolute is perhaps not the first quality we think of this time of year. Everyone has put out their Christmas decorations and, and has seen them around town. Words like hope, peace, and love are plastered everywhere. We hear imperatives like rejoice and believe in songs and movies. But we're probably less likely to encounter words like resolute or dauntless. These sound much more like the names of battleships than what you would expect to see on a Christmas card. Nevertheless, the Advent adverb for today is resolutely. It's probably not a theme that I would have thought to use. For whatever reason, Concordia Publishing House put these Advent adverbs on the bulletin covers throughout this Advent season, and I decided to run with it and make it into a series. I almost regretted my decision and abandoned course altogether when I saw the adverb for today, but despite my initial hesitations, I resolutely pushed forward. There can be no doubt that we are to live our lives resolutely as Christians. That means showing Christ-like determination and conviction to remain faithful under fire, to take courage to bear your cross and follow Jesus even to death, confident that in him you will receive the crown of life. Being resolute seems at first to fit much more with the Lenten season of battling temptation than the expectantly hopeful season of Advent. We often forget, however, that Advent is also a season of repentance as we await the coming of our Lord. Advent isn't only about getting ready for God to come to us on Christmas, it's also about how he comes presently in his word and sacrament, and moreover, that he will come to judge the living and the dead on the last day. Anytime the holy and most high God comes down to visit his wayward people, it is always a time of dread for us. It is a time to repent lest we suffer the consequences of our sin. This is why faithful people always tremble when they are visited by an angel. Our God comes to us like a light in the darkness, but for us who dwell in darkness and who only know darkness, the light burns our eyes and we want to look away. But we must resolutely follow the light of Christ through the bitter cold of this dark winter 
trusting that he comes to give salvation. Joseph is a great example of someone who lived resolutely. When Mary was found to be with child, Joseph found himself in a difficult situation. It's not like he had the inside scoop and knew that she was pregnant before everyone else. Rather, it seems more likely that he found out roughly around the same time as everyone else in Nazareth. And you know how word travels around a small town. I can't even imagine the rumors that were circulating, but whatever people were saying, certainly none of it made Joseph look very good. What was he going to do? Joseph had a decision to make. He could have had her stoned to death as an adulteress, or divorce her in a more public way, in a way that would leave her in ruin and unmarriable. That would be perhaps the easy thing to do, or at least it would have saved him the most face. But he didn't do any of that. Instead, it says that Joseph was a just man and unwilling to put her to shame. So he resolved to divorce her quietly. Joseph's resolve was born out of his character, namely that he was both just and merciful. When we hear that he was a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, we often take it to mean that he was unwilling to put her to shame because he was a just man. But that's not what it says at all. According to the law, it would have been perfectly just and within his rights to put her to shame if, in fact, she was adulterous which she indeed seemed at the time to be. But because he was merciful by nature, he didn't want to do that. He wanted to do the just and right thing according to the law, but also he didn't want to disgrace her and ruin her future. That also was an option within his rights. That is why he resolved to divorce her quietly. Now that doesn't mean that he kept his separation from her a secret. Everyone knew that they were betrothed, and so obviously everyone was going to notice that the wedding was called off eventually. That's not the kind of thing you can keep quiet in a small town like Nazareth. Rather, divorcing her quietly just means not publicly. He wouldn't get the courts or lawyers involved. He wouldn't press any charges or make a public spectacle of it. He wouldn't seek any kind of restitution. He resolved to let her off the hook, no hard feelings, no questions asked or strings attached. If he had already received a dowry or a portion of a dowry, he would have returned it so that she would be free to marry someone else should the opportunity present itself. This was a just thing to do in the technical sense that it was a legitimate option that was available to him although it was probably one of the less utilized options. Moreover, it was the merciful thing to do. Joseph resolutely did what was both just and merciful, and that did take quite a bit of resolve. Releasing Mary from the marriage contract would not have been an easy thing to do. He would have likely been under pressure to, take, to make an example of her, as with any hard decision, he would have certainly doubted if he was doing the right thing. He might have second-guessed himself or had regrets. Maybe he wondered if he should marry her anyways, since if he didn't, who would? 
honestly, how many suitors would be interested now that she was having someone else's baby? We have all had to make hard decisions in our lives. You consider all your options. You settle on a course of action that seems to be both just and merciful. It's not easy to make a plan and you, res and you resolve to follow through with it. Perhaps it's leaving a job or moving to a new place or ending a relationship. Even though you're resolute and sure that you're making the right decision, or at least you've convinced yourself of that, what if you're wrong? What if the whole thing blows up in your face? What if you regret it? But as Joseph considered these things, as he was lying in bed, tossing and turning, wondering if he was really doing the right thing, or maybe worrying about what kind of future Mary might have, Behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Well, that certainly changes things. Joseph had resolved to do something that he thought was both just and merciful, that was pleasing to God. It was an impossible decision to make, but an amical divorce seemed to be the best option for both Mary and himself. However firm his resolve might have been, when the angel of the Lord comes to you, explains the situation, and tells you what to do, you change your resolve. Talk about a godsend. When Joseph awoke from his sleep, he resolutely did as the angel of the Lord commanded. He abandoned his plans and followed God's plan, now that it had become clear. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son. He did what the angel said and called the child's name Jesus. If only we had a word from God that told us clearly what we should do, wouldn't that be great? then we could resolve to do whatever he told us. When we're faced with a difficult decision and need some resolve, it would be nice to hear from an angel of the Lord in a dream or to receive a sign of some kind, anything that can help us make the right decision, that we can have confidence that we're really doing the right thing. But I'm sorry to say that's not how it works. God can certainly give signs and wonders that tell us what to do, like he did with Joseph, but we're not giving any promises that he will do that. It's rarely ever that clean cut. Sometimes we, make mis we mistake things for signs and do the wrong thing. Other times we suffer for doing the right thing. It's hardly ever that clean or easy. Joseph's life might have been arguably more difficult even for obeying God's word, but he resolved to listen to God anyways. He would have had to take on a certain amount of public shame or scorn from the community with regard to the rumors. Like Joseph, our resolve anticipates hope. It's born out of a trust in God that he really knows what's best. Joseph's resolve to conduct himself in a just and merciful manner imitated the God he served. When an angel came to him in a dream, he resolved to obey God's word and abandon his previous notions. 
He did all this because he hoped in and trusted in God, and that's the only possible way, through faith. Think about it. Why resolve to do anything if you don't believe it will result in any good? Really, if we have no hope for salvation, if there is no God in heaven or life after death, then why bother resolving to do anything good or worthy? Why endure suffering and drudge through this present darkness if there is no light or joy at the end? If this Christ child had not come to save us from our sins, then why not just do what makes us happy in the moment? Why not wander through life aimlessly if there is really no purpose or higher good or value to pursue? Why bother resolving to act in a just and merciful manner if God is not himself just and merciful to us? Joseph is really not the model, then, for someone who lived resolutely. Jesus is. Jesus resolutely left his heavenly throne and set aside his glory in order to save us who dwelt in darkness and distress. Joseph found himself in a difficult situation, but as it turns out, all this took place to fulfill the word of the prophet. The virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel which means God with us. And God was with Joseph, and he is with you too. An angel may not visit you in a dream as much as you might like it to give you some instructions, but you have something more sure. You have God's word and promise. As uncertain as the future may seem when we find ourselves at a crossroads, like it was for Joseph, we know something that he didn't know at the time, that is, that Jesus would rise from the dead. We know the end of the story. In this child born of Mary, God is with us, not just now in the present hardships and cold of winter, but even into the future and forever. He has resolutely come into the world to save us from our sins. Though he was told by the angel that Jesus would save his people from their sins, he can't have known how he would do that. I doubt if Joseph could grasp the scale of the salvation this child would bring. Even though he had a word from an angel to guide him, he didn't know how it would all end and how it would play out, what kind of things he would suffer in between and for the sake of this child. Even Joseph had resolutely walked by faith. In fact, Joseph had already died by the time Jesus was crucified to save us from our sins. And so Joseph didn't live to see the fulfillment of the promise given in the child's name. He only witnessed the glory of the resurrection from heaven with Abraham, David, and all the other departed saints. We all, like Joseph, sojourn in the world for a little while, and our vision is limited. All we can hope to do is resolve to trust him, to resolve to confess when we have failed, and to rely on his grace and forgiveness, and for strength for the future. The signs were all there, the prophets foretold it, Jesus even said it would happen, but until he rose from the dead, no one could see how the Christ would save us from our sin. The, rex the resurrection of the dead gives us the resolve we need to follow God and trust him. We know that death is not the end of us. We know that there is life and salvation with Christ at the right hand of God. Though we might not initially see it, 
Resolutely is the perfect adverb for Advent because it shows us the resolve of our God to be with us and to save us out of death and into life. Amen. Thank you for listening to this show. If you would like to support our ministry here at Holy Cross in Onaway, you can share this podcast and give us a five-star rating. If you would like to make a financial gift, please make checks payable to Holy Cross Lutheran Church and mail it to us at 3786 Glacier Road, Onaway, Michigan. That's G-L-A-S-I-E-R Road, Onaway, Michigan, 49765. And may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen.